Hello, everybody. <clears throat> Welcome to the Local Earshot Podcast. This show, this podcast is brought to you by 13th Step Tone Solutions and More Bands Media. That is yours truly. Me, Brad Biggs with 13th Step Tone Solutions and Jonathan Grissom with More Bands Media. Jonathan, <clears throat> how you doing today, man? I'm good, good. Man, it's been a great couple weeks we uh coming off of uh norman music festival you guys can go over to our instagram page and check out some of the pictures <clears throat> i apologize to norman music festival uh whoever the contact was for that because i corrupted the file uploading it to the google drive so i'm gonna try that again this week although i think that kind of time's kind of passed but i'm gonna try to do due diligence on it so if you're out there listening i apologize there's been a big learning curve with this over the last couple weeks or so so huge thank you to all the the vendors sponsors bands everything that was a that was a huge undertaking and uh it went off uh pretty much without a without a hiccup other than the rain yeah i mean uh definitely a shout out to the uh the crew that worked with the Sisteria because oh they man. um they almost they didn't had go a total on. loss yeah. almost they almost lost their entire show because like the uh the like, generators or something went out and they uh because of the weather and then uh, they, a couple other different bands, like got together and they were like talking to each other and stuff. And they all like went and got the equipment to fix it all. Made it happen. For them, so they made it happen. I think they got in like a half hour on mm -hmm. uh, still. So man, and about about five six songs. It was cool, so. man. Uh, I missed it. I mean, because I was like, that's dark, and I got to move on. So uh, I was, I kind of regretted that. But I was lucky to catch uh, Rainbows Are Free the next night. So I uh, still able to see most of those guys. Uh, but yeah, awesome job to everybody out there. Thank you guys so much for putting Norman Norman Oklahoma on the map after about 15 years of doing this. I think I think uh, it's kind of become a destination. So uh <clears throat> anyway, on with the goddamn show. In with us today is uh Carter Combs. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. Man, you've been on the show a few times now. We we actually got you in the house now. I'm I'm glad we finally were able to make this happen, man. So uh if uh, anybody listening for the first time, uh, maybe just go back a little bit and just tell us kind of your origin story and just uh, where you're out of and uh, about the origins of Studio House Project. Uh, so we've been a band for, uh, hell, probably hardly a band. We were, we were a group of people making music <laughs> for probably a year and a half. I think we started in 2018. Um, and then in the last... Uh, year and a half to two years we've been doing full band gigs we just recently got like uh some dedication from a bass player which is huge that that took a the most elusive uh, i probably said it on the pod before the most elusive human being on the planet is the the bass player but. bass players drummers are only elusive because they seem like they're in like a dozen bands at a time right right yeah <laughs> and they're open to it so it's like you know we lucked out on our drummer he was he wasn't in a band he was just a guy that i grew up with and uh his name's Mikey, and he's he's pretty good. He's he's a fun guy to hang out with. You know, I went to I went to Norman Music Festival uh, four or five years ago for the first time to see 
a band. Oh, what, now I can't even remember what they were called. Um, damn it. Okay. Yeah, I don't I think know. I couldn't help you. But either. nonetheless, <laughs> I just remember. Well, I saw Soccer Mommy. That was a band. And then there was another band that uh, the Tune Yards, the Tune Yards. So I've got a lot of uh, got a lot of love for Norman Music Fest for sure. It's it's um, it's been fun to watch it have grown, right. and but man, even just seeing the difference in like the last few years, because uh, someone in there, whoever's organizing it, is really considered logistics and trying to get from one stage to another and not miss a beat. And right. they're, they're really, they did really good. I I'm, <clears throat> can't complain about anything this year other than the weather, but I mean, that's not something. What we are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. You can't do nothing about that. But I, I, I do have to apologize a bit. Um, cause last time you were playing Norman, I mean, you're, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll just say you're, you're no stranger to the Oklahoma city, Norman area, but you are, uh, you, you are built from Tulsa, yeah. Tulsa, Oklahoma. And, uh, I know you were down here at the blue bonnet and I was like, I told the old lady, I was like, I need to go, I need to go see him. You know, he's been on the show. I need to at least go, you know, interact and face to face. And when we, thought maybe that i should just maybe take a little bit of acid and, and <laughs> enough for maybe more than one person. but whatever so anyway we get there and i was definitely in that kind of it has an awkward energy about it you know but uh, uh so i want to apologize for that no, no. <laughs> i felt for you immediately like immediately i was like ah, he's going through it <laughs> well tell us uh as far as because you play you play shows as as Carter Combs and mm-hmm. and you do the studio house stuff. Right. Um, where's kind of the dividing line of that? Is it a genre <laughs> thing or is it a, it's just that's like the ongoing question we even have as a band. Oh yeah. Like we we are in our full format. It's seven. We have seven of us that can play. Um, and then yeah, like we we've for the last year we've we've done shows as. Two piece, three piece, four piece, all, 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 all the way up to seven. It's hard to get. It's What's hard the to line? coordinate. We that, don't really man. know what the line is. Like I, I've started. I, I think the answer now is if I'm with anybody in the band, it's it, we're, we call it studio house. But the problem with that is there is a huge, vastly huge difference between two of us and seven of us. Because yeah, seven of us we get really, really loud and we do original content almost entirely. And uh, two of us, it's we do a lot of covers. We, I've got a there's a girl named Sarah Thompson. She's a flute player. So the two of us will get together and we play shows pretty frequently too. Um, so yeah, it's it's kind of a, that's a weird balance I've had to figure out. Is like how how do how do you advertise this uh, thing that we've <laughs> that we've built? I'm I'm telling you, man. Uh, that's one thing we're we're running into as far as because. You know, again, not to put out a ton of details because we don't even have them, but we're we're trying to build a show. Uh, we have mm-hmm. a show in mind, and it's an acoustically based show. And it's like uh, we're talking to Nikki Jackson primarily, and and she even has kind of the same dilemma. Like when she has a full band, or she has a thing with uh, Nikki and Cody that's more of a covers mm-hmm. thing, or she has her own acoustic thing. Right. And it's like if you have these, it's it's cool to have that as options, but then it comes to like. Like you're saying, how do we build it? How do we sell it? How do yeah. we promote it and all that? It's- well, and it's weird because I'm uh, anyone that knows me knows how like annoyingly active I am about posting shows, and I always, I always, uh, 
I always get into conversations like with friends will be like, man, I can't, I can't seem to get the hell away from you. And I'm like, <laughs> I have to, I have to, I don't want to do this, but I have to, you know, venues will, they'll make it clear to you. It's like, you need to do it. You need to advertise it like twice at least. So I'm just like, okay, well I will do that. And, Is, you know. That's one thing I've, I've tried to notice in, in, <clears throat> The way music is, uh, despite all the uh, efforts of uh, reducing its price, the value of it still seems to remain pretty high as far as if you go in to cut a song, it's still very expensive to do these things. And yeah. When you get a single, or especially if it's an original, and it's like, all right, do we release singles and then at the end of the year we put those singles on oppressing and we try to and and market that or or the, and all these different ways people are going about it whereas the traditional way used to be like all right we have an album we record the album and then we just go and market and sell the album play. and it's like now it's flipped it's like the reason you play live now is is to just kind of that's where you're make money where you make your money yeah you right know, the, you're pushing the album just it is weird. It's a weird, uh, we don't, it, it's day by day the way we go about doing that. I mean, we're working on an album now and like, we, I don't, we don't know when it's going to come out. We'll, but we'll talk about that later. But I mean, the playing, <laughs> the playing thing is very true. Like, I mean, that's, that is my primary income is, is playing gigs. And, uh, you also find it's like no one, no one, not a lot of booking, not a lot of people in booking like for venues, um, especially when you're talking about like small bars or breweries or whatever, a lot of the time they don't know what the hell they're doing. So like you can sometimes be like, just throw a figure out there. (laughs) Just be like, how about this? And they'll be like, I don't know about that. And then bump it down a little bit. And they're like, okay, we can do that. And you find yourself like, you find yourself getting a gig for a small amount of money, but then out of nowhere, some place just thinks that the standard is hundreds of dollars for a, I, you know, it's just good. a weird, yeah, right, yeah, right, right, <laughs> right. There's a piece of guilt that, that's, I, I can't help but be guilt ridden, but then I'm like, you know what? Uh, yeah. Man, it's a learning experience for all of us. That is one thing I've, uh, it's been hard for me to even kind of get into that different mindset. Cause I've been a, an employee my whole life. I worked for an hourly wage and mm-hmm. it's like, when I said I wanted to start a business, it's like, I knew I had to change my thought process, but I didn't know how much it would, you really have to change. And right. that's part of it too, is, is you have to establish what your value is and right. you don't, you don't budge from that. If someone wants to over-evaluate that, then Hey, you know, right. But you, you got to set boundaries and rules for yourself oh man. and all that stuff. Saying no. Yeah. Is, uh, that's a lesson that it took me way too long to, to really learn. And sometimes it's, that's just, but you got to get there though. You do you have do. to get to that point where it's like, uh, le- learning. You have to learn how to say no first. Like yeah. I've, I've, I've just hit the point where I'm maybe not saying no to gigs, but I'm definitely not reaching out to some places. Cause I'm just like, you know what? I, I've, I've served my time there. <laughs> like I'm good. I'm going to go, I'm going to go somewhere new and try something else out. What are some of your, like, uh, outside of uh, Tulsa and OKC, like, what are some of your uh, places you're really wanting to try to reach out to and hit here in the next year or so that would really kind of expand y'all's reach? I mean, right now, here's here's the way I've been looking at booking for, like, pretty much the last, like, four or five months. I'm I'm at a point where I'm kind of accepting, like, this is my job, so to speak. And I like it. I, I, I enjoy 
and we've talked about this before. I kind of enjoy some of the business end of, of music and stuff like that. I get giddy like a schoolgirl thinking about <laughs> numbers and you know lists. But one of these days we'll have a talk about that. Yeah, stuff because man, oh, that's one thing I'm learning. Like <laughs> oh, publishing, I'll itself, get you excited. It's like, oh my gosh, yeah, there's so it's much. All, it's funny because I, I spend my entire like evenings nowadays just watching videos on YouTube that are exactly about yeah, that stuff. All the, all the business side of it. Yeah, yeah. What do they call it? the perimeter of ignorance? Yeah. Like the more you learn, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. more you realize you don't know. Yeah. But nonetheless, because of that, I, I've been trying to book anywhere and everywhere less because, um, I'm trying to like, it's, it's less of an exposure thing and more of like, I'm just trying to make a living. And then also if I can use, if I can make a living in, uh, Austin, not, not like live there, but like I get a gig in in Austin, then I'll do it. And so as of late, like in the next year right now, I've got, I'm going to Austin and then St. Louis and Denver um, with really no idea of what I'm going to get myself into. You know what I mean? I'm excited about Austin because I've never been to Austin, um, but I've never, I've never been to Denver um, and I've been to St. Louis, but like, you know, uh, that's, that's kind of, I guess the goal right now is keep making money and having fun while doing it with, with friends and whatnot. And then also just like hitting some new cities. If I can break even, you know, go drive and yeah. then break even, then it's worth it. That's yeah. that's kind of how I look at it. Well, and that's, I mean, I'm, I'm asking, I'm asking because I'm I'm wanting to know like how we can help you along because the Central Plains that I-35 corridor is really where most of our yeah. our our listeners are <laughs> too. And uh, man, I've seen you play, and uh, it's like I can definitely uh, suggest to the people they definitely need to come out and check you out. I really want to keep playing in OKC too. I actually, um, well, I say that I'm going. I mean, it's it's gonna happen. Like I, I won't, I won't stop trying to get up here or down here because like it's so it's so much fun to hang out in Oklahoma City. It was actually not until really after the last recording we did that I actually like got a few consistent. Norman OKC Edmond area gigs and it was the first time I'd ever really uh explored the area by myself and it's just it's funny how like little things you don't even realize I'm so used to Tulsa and when I came to OKC for like there was like a two or three day stint there uh a few months back was like the first time I spent time here and I, I just I was just going to different coffee shops and stuff like that and hanging out and then just realizing like this city is the the downtown area is not as big it doesn't or it's about the same size as Tulsa but the the spread of oh, just city oh, yeah. is huge. way larger uh-huh. huge i was very surprised i was very surprised and i knew it's like you know that but like you don't know it until you really like see it cuz Tulsa doesn't have that i mean you have like midtown and everything kind of surrounding I don't know. There's like dips where it's like you can go from the mall on 71st to downtown. And in that route, you'll probably hit some destitute like areas, you know, whereas OKC, it seems like just the spread is, is much larger. Well, and it's like, uh, I've had people from bigger cities like uh, Chicago, New York city and that stuff. Tell me that like in those cities, you'll go a block away and you'll see the change. Whereas mm-hmm. Oklahoma city, you might have to drive, but when you hit those areas, you got to drive. It's, it's bigger. Everything is just right. bigger, bigger areas spread out wide. And 
when it's like, oh yeah, Norman and Edmund is just on the other side of the city from each other. Right. It's also like an hour drive. <laughs> right. Right. That's no, that's literally what I noticed too is like, I'm, I want to go and uh, eat at this place and drink coffee at this place and go to this bar 18, <clears throat> 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Sometimes I'm just like, God damn, yeah. dude. Tulsa <laughs> is eight minutes away from each other. Everything, yeah. everything you go to in Tulsa is at least, at most, 15 minutes. I'm curious how that affects the, the, uh, just the music scene and, and the people that go out to see it, too. Because there's a massive difference in the way... Tulsa when you when you talk to people in Tulsa and the and how they look at music and yeah, yeah, their day to day life it's a little bit different than a lot of Oklahoma City for sure and the the idea of going to see your local talent seems like it's a lot more something that they that you do in Tulsa yeah. versus Oklahoma City it's a lot more directed like it's, hard, it's harder to get people out of the house yeah 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 i mean Tulsa's music scene is strong in the fact that the venues followings and the band's followings intermingle so much that like, there's that, like it's probably, it's the same thing you guys have of like, like you said, directed, but then there is somewhat of like a weird level of publicity that like Tulsa music gets within the community. Like whenever we did fur fest, the amount of like, uh, publicity that we we got from Tulsa um like media outlets I was surprised we actually like went on the news we went on two news programs and I remember thinking like this is not a big event <laughs> and like we were on the morning news right now I actually watched that it was yeah. very surprising I was like how the hell you know just like well how, why are we here right now I can't believe this worked so I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know what all the differences are yet. One thing, though, I have noticed about one difference between OKC and uh, Tulsa rock music is that th- more bands get out of OKC and thrive than they do in Tulsa. Tulsa bands it seem to stay stay pretty local, probably partially by choice from a lot of these groups. I will say, but um, but yeah. I mean, I I know of a, more OKC bands that have gone out and for sure, you know. I mean, left the city and did tours and stuff like that. And that's, uh, yeah, that's, it's kind of commercial success. That's how it goes better here. It's, I think that's what it is. And that's, that's one thing I would really like to see is, is, uh, that's what we're trying to be part of is putting some kind of a structure in the Oklahoma city area where it, it at least has that vibe. Mm -hmm. Like if you're out, in Oklahoma city and the greater area on a Tuesday or a Wednesday night and you hear local music, it might be, we want to make that something that people want to go do. Whereas right. now it's most people look at going to see local music is like, it's a chore. It's what, like yeah, you're what going a to struggle. see my friends or, you know, whatever. Yes. It is so hard breaking as a musician, breaking the line between the people coming to your shows being friends to fans. Yeah. I don't know how the hell people, I mean, I don't get it at all. I was hoping you would have some ideas for yeah, me here. So I brought a agenda <laughs> that we're going to go over. Chronicle one. You got like a, just what, breaks a, it down. One, uh, you know, multiple <laughs> yeah. choice, maybe like, one through 10 type. Hear thing. thee, hear thee. We will have the answers to this. <laughs> no, I mean, it really is. It's, it's, it's tough, but that's the thing. That's, that's why like going back to what I said earlier, that is why I'm, I'm pretty much at a point right currently that I'm just like, I'm not really too ex- concerned about exposure. 
I'm getting paid to do this. And then, yeah, we get to release music and work on it and have fun and, and, and debate and, and take it seriously. And it's this beautiful thing. And that's, uh, that's, that's, that's pretty much all you can ask for. I don't even know if I want more exposure in a lot of ways. Like, uh, you know, all the attention on you, that, that seems scary. I am, uh, <laughs> uh, uh post, especially post like really cutting back on, on drinking. That's, mm-hmm. uh, the, the old ego is shrunk to the point I actually can be uncomfortable in some crowded places. I, totally. I, I, I really felt good at Norman music fest and I, I like psych myself out for a couple of days to do that. Cause they mm. had said we're estimating a hundred thousand plus people wow. in Norman. So I was like, <sighs> okay. All well, right. And all venues right. got <laughs> venues got more on board this year than ever. It seemed yeah. like, cause we applied and, um, I remember in the application it said like, so we have these stages, but then there are these like 60 bars or cafes or whatever. I was like, oh my it God, that's non-stop. awesome. That's awesome. Everywhere you turned, you were seeing not only live music, good, good live good, music. Yeah, good for Norman. That's honestly, that's a huge, huge accomplishment. I think, I think it's, it's nowhere to go but up even. I mean, even now, I mean. Was uh, it genre pretty just like spread out, like all sorts of stuff or was it mainly rock music? Uh, spread out and they actually tried to get it to where there were like days of it. Like it wasn't specifically that, but, um, the big, the big change in genres as far as the, the, the swing of it was we watched bottom of the barrel play, which they're a bluegrass mm-hmm. acoustic and then sativa profits, which is about as rap and and as you can get i mean there you could have said the names of those bands and i would have known the genres just but yeah. based off of what you said <laughs> yeah. uh, but they both i mean that's awesome the crowds didn't really change and it was just like you went from that to that and everybody just all right now we're now we're, i think it was mars deli was rocking the the bison witches mm-hmm. right after uh, uh, uh bottom of the barrel and it yeah. was like Dude, they crushed it. Some I of the, think that's you, what you have to do for one of these events is just complete variety. Here you like, go. Let's, yeah, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Well, as far as uh, the creative bug, like, um, what what kind of drives? I mean, you said you had an album coming out, no no title yet, but it's when it comes to giving the people what they want. Um, if you were to go write a a song and say, all right, in the same. Uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I'm losing my thoughts here. Uh, if you were to say, I want to do an acoustic song or I want to do a rock song and, and you operate in that, that spectrum, um, how does it hit you as far as coming into that room, that space? Um, do you start with a riff or you start with the thing on the guitar and then you're like, okay, I like that. And then you move with that. Or do you have like a, a lyric in mind or a, a poem or something in mind lyrically that you put the guitar to. I'm, I don't know, man, that's weird. I mean, it's all over the place. I write more poetry than I do anything. Um, it's always with the intent of it becoming a song. Like I just re- recently just acknowledged that it was just poetry. Cause I have so many things that I've written that I was like, that, that'd be a good song. But, it's harder to do that than just have a guitar in your hand and play and then sing and then just let, let whatever develops develop. That's the easiest way to do it. And so I do that primarily like with, I mean, I think most every song that will be on this next album 
it was a product of me just sitting there and playing and then um, figuring it out. But I write poetry all the time. You know, I, it's and some of the best things I've written have nothing. They have no structure whatsoever. <laughs> and I'm just like, man, I, I want to do something with this. But it's so hard, especially when you do write something good. Because then you're like, I have to make something good, uh, as, as good on the guitar. And then as a band, we have to deliver as well. And that's that's that's... It's a challenge that I haven't really like uh, mastered. Uh, when it comes to the words, that's uh, when I when I think if I get into it, the creative space, so to speak, it's it's usually always with tone and guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, rarely do lyrics and words come to me. Right. But over the last year or so, starting this business, I've that's my part of my thing. I, I type. I yeah, just I yeah. just get all my shit out first thing in the morning. And uh, I've tried to see if there were any lyrics in there. So far, so no, you're like journaling, so trying, man. It's just it's very hard for me to. S- I feel kind of dumb doing it. Yeah, but they, I, no, they I know say that mean. they say you will, and it's like I'm trying to just go with it and just do that. But it's like a matter of like getting comfortable with yourself. Yeah, in such a weird way. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and it's and then you go back and you read some of the shit that you purged out of your mind, and it's like, ooh, I know. Ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah, yeah right. Control, delete that shit. <laughs> I've, I've, yeah, seriously. Whenever, yeah, there's nothing funnier than an angry journal. Like if I'm just like, I'm just fucking fuck. Just, angry I've, at I've literally, literally written fuck. Like nine times in a journal one time, and I went back and read it, and I was like, "What the?" Hell? <laughs> I was like, I, "Why was I so mad?" Just yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a lot of it too, and, and it's it, just incoherent too. That's what's funny about it is like it really, <laughs> it really is not like there's nothing good about the journal. I noticed too about like if I go back and it's that angry, I'm just like, I this looks like a third grader's <laughs> writing. It's like, well, and it's like then it's like, do you keep it? Because it's like if I don't, no, you burn it and you never talk about it's it. It's not again. valuable. You, what do you do with things that aren't valuable? You throw it away. I don't know. I, I'm I'm torn on it because part of me wants to be like a year from now. I want to go back and like yeah see yeah. that like all right. Well, sometimes it's cool. I mean, sometimes I've I've written. And I don't journal a lot, but there was a period there where I was doing it a lot. And yeah, sometimes I'll pull out my notebook and be like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> and I'll be like, that was cool. I remember that. And then you'll see that it's the same with the, you know, when you were uh, sad or angry, you're just like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. I think Facebook memories do the same shit for like man on the street. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Yeah. Fuck man on the street. Even me. Sometimes I get a Facebook memory and I'm like. Yeah, we can just go ahead and yeah. delete that. That's not natural either, like just having photos. People send me photos. The other, Literally someone the other day sent me a photo from our high school graduation, and my haircut was like like I had Bieber-esque hair, Justin Bieber hair. I was just looking at this like, don't send me this. I don't want to look at this, dude. I'm coming up on my 20-year my reunion. They sent the things out on Facebook for it, and I'm like... I don't know. I, I don't know. I, <laughs> we'll see. We'll, uh, see. we'll see. Uh, they're doing it at a casino, so they're definitely trying to get people out of the that's house. That's a good decision. It's a wise. That is a good decision. If you want turnout, that's definitely uh, that'll, that's one of the things that'll get me. Yeah. That or a concert. I am actually so. Uh, I I was the class president for my class, and I I will oh, say I don't, I don't no. want to. Yeah, I don't want to. Uh, this is not me showing off. There were ninety six of us, and no one else wanted the job. So. <laughs> But I ran every year and I got it. And, uh, 
yeah, it's my it's my duty to it's your responsibility throw, throw to this reunion, wrangle those and things I, together. I've had friends that are more like excited about it, and I've told them I was like, look, I will let you plan this thing. It needs to be somewhere where people can drink. That's all. That's all <laughs> I require. Why would you not be able to drink at a, at a, a reunion like that? So where where was your? If you don't mind saying, where, where was your high school? Inola, 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 Oklahoma. Wow. It's like right in between on four twelve. It's right in between Tulsa and Tahlequah. I had a hundred and twenty, I think, in my graduating class, and we thought okay. that was small. So when you say ninety six, ninety six. I went to college. One of my best friends from college graduated with like nine. Whoa. Yeah. I didn't think that was still a thing in yeah. around. I know, I know. Wow. He told me he was like, Yeah, our senior trip their senior trip was like a full blown vacation because it was easy to pay for it. So it was just like, <laughs> We're going to Florida for a week. And they did. They went to Florida for a week. I was like, Oh my god, that's we went to Silver Dollar City. Oh man. <laughs> what did we do? I think we went to Six Flags. I yeah, can't. yeah. Gosh, right. it's been a while. It's too long ago, man. Too yeah. long ago. But <laughs> well, uh, Let's do a song break, man. Uh, I know you sent one over, the new one coming out. It is called My Car. Uh, do you want to do anything, uh, any other ones? I know we got the whole album pulled up. My Car, it, it came out. It's out now. It's on Spotify. And uh, I mean, we. the only thing I can really say is it's we took Project out of our band title. It used to be Studio House Project. Now it is just Studio House. So it is on another profile online. But uh, yeah, it's So you, you have two uh, Spotify Basic, now basically studio yeah. house project is what i'm on right now yes but, oh that's if you type the, in studio house studio house will come up the my car song will come up yes so that's the hiccup with having to do that yeah it, you gotta yeah. change everything yeah we kind of like it too though i mean it's cool like maybe one day it'll be like an easter egg for anybody that likes our band they'll be like oh yeah that, that was them well you know you have to like find it yeah but yeah cool. it, it is a hiccup <laughs> yeah i mean that and yeah, it's tough. It is. We had to accept it, though. We were like, let's just look at the let's look at the bright side here. That's one thing about the just the publishing world too is when a, a simple change like that can really like there is it's not as simple as it is no. as you think it is. Oh no, it was a lot. A lot of work was done to make the name change. Yeah, that people probably wouldn't even know about. Let's give it a holler, man. We'll do my car.
Now, that is a studio house or is that yours? Studio house. Studio house. All right. Well, guys, you can go check that out on Spotify. You can get it both at uh, Studio House and Studio House Project. They're in the middle of a of a bit of a name change yeah. and, and rebranding with that, and that's it's is what it what it is. That's where we're at. But uh, let's dissect that a little bit, man. I hear a lot of influences in that. It's very upbeat. So I have to ask you personally first, uh, who are your influences on the vocal side of things? Like who, what singers do you, do you reach for when, when you're like, those are my guys. Um, I feel like I naturally, I grew up with Michael Jackson. I hear that. That's what I gotta say. Yeah. I hear that. Definitely. That's what I naturally, and I'm not even, I I really don't even listen to a lot of music, like pop music from, well, okay, never mind. I don't don't know if I'd say that. I mean, I, I like rock music a lot, so I went through a few phases of like I grew up with Bee Gees and Michael Jackson and so that naturally taught me how to sing and then in high school I started getting into like Led Zeppelin and Radiohead and The Strokes um and so I naturally started doing that and then in college I started listening to uh Crosby Stills Nash and Young Joni Mitchell all the harmonies yeah yeah, yeah. and that stuff and that was that was that's pretty much what's now all of that melded into 
this <laughs> the way I sing now. I like it, man. I, I I think you did a Michael Jackson song when we saw you over at the Blue Bonnet, and oh yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be. I'm trying to remember what, what it would have been. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't remember. Oh, I know. I, I definitely hear that influence. I did Bee Gees. I did Massachusetts by the Bee Gees. Because oh, yeah. I remember bringing it up. I said my dad raised me. I always bring that up for some reason naturally. Just like my dad, you know, played a lot of MJ and Bee Gees growing up. So here's here's a Bee Gees tune. Fucking awesome, dude. <laughs> so how did that song come together as far as, um, I mean, not just the creation of it, but even doing the studio work. One thing I try to, I try to. My gosh, we got a whole damn gravel truck outside of our house. Oh, God damn. <laughs> what was that? That was me. Uh, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? I've, I've been waiting on it's it to kind of end, a but in the corner. it still keeps on coming. Like, fuck. <laughs> um, but I try, to, I try to tell people that like the studio itself becomes like an instrument yeah. in itself, trying yeah. to put this stuff together. So like, no matter how well rehearsed you are outside of the studio, when you get mic'd up, I, I I ran into that myself, like because I was I'll just plug straight into my amp, man, just turn it up, you know, get it past, yeah, yeah. you know, whatever, get it past three o'clock, it'll sound all right, and uh, that it's fine live, but then you get into the studio and you learn real quick, like fuck, right? Yeah, I mean, it was a weird. It's it's been it's been years of figuring out what to do and what not to do that we we were able to get that that song recorded. We actually did that in house. Oh yeah, we're we're pretty. That's kind of our name. I mean, we're, yeah, like we're we are <laughs> the studio we, house. We, we don't. Yeah, and I, I like I like uh, we've we've entertained working with other people many times, but it's always just like let's just do this on our own. Like let's just figure this out. Why not? Yeah, because if we can, then we can use them in the future and uh, help other artists out and stuff like that too. Well, but, and that's one thing I think is is ultimately what we're trying to do down here too. Is is like we, we, it's just a group of people that happen to do all these we have different things and if we want to do a project well then we have this network we can reach out to and we can make it happen yeah whether it's whatever it is put on a show record a song or whatever and uh again that goes back to i think the oklahoma city scene itself is just fractured and it's fractured because it's so spread out which is you know it, it all feeds into into other stuff yeah but I think it. I think we're we're definitely on the right track to at least try to get uh, uh, Tulsa connections and and all this stuff together, and and that way when we want to reach out and put something together, we can. Yeah, right. <clears throat> it's happening. Well, it's happening. um, I completely blanked. Hold on. <laughs> I drew a fuck. So what? What were some of the primary like? Uh, influences to, to for the creation of that song, as far as motivation, like the lyrics come from, and all that stuff. What what actually drove it to be written? Um, <laughs> it's called the car, <laughs> or my well, car. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that it. that was it's more of an analogy. I mean, it wasn't like, a, yeah, I, I wasn't like you know, I'm gonna write a song about my car. Like, I, you know, <laughs> there was there was there's all sorts of stuff. I mean, it, honestly, it. I would just say that like. I was going through some some things, and I just wrote it down, and I ended up uh, putting chords to it. And you know what's funny is like the song I wrote that like a long time ago, um, and it just we just got it like done. But no, I mean I, I, it was just personal happenings inspired it, and then um, after probably like 
three months, I'd sent it to our guitarist. And then he sent me back that riff that is the song's kind of uh, backbone. And I, I remember just thinking, like, this is the best thing we've made. Like, this is it right here. So we need to get this worked on. And, you know, five years later, <laughs> we, got, we got it out. So, yeah, I mean, as far as inspiration goes, it, I don't it's, – it's, it's tough to pick, like, um, any artist or band for, like, a specific song like that. I mean, I knew at the time I was listening to The Strokes a lot. So that's another thing too. Like, yeah, when you have a song written and you have an idea in mind and then especially on an acoustic guitar, it's the first thing you want to do in a studio is put a beat to it. And that can seriously change the entire feel of the, of the song that you had in mind. So it's, and that song definitely was not written for one acoustic, like a singer songwriter type thing. So I remember when I'd written it and we didn't have a band really. And I just had that song my wheeled house i remember just thinking like i can't do this like I, I you know it's just not that good by myself so i gotta get i gotta get people to support me on this sometimes you need the whole band yeah damn it for sure for sure <laughs> totally and i've got buddies that will be at like open mics and they'll be like my car i'll be by myself i'm like you know it doesn't sound good you know it doesn't sound good <laughs> well they gotta fuck with you <clears throat> yeah right <laughs> Do that one song that sounds good with a band. <laughs> There's fuckery afoot here, fellas. Let me There's call fuckery them. afoot. <laughs> well, uh, what do we got uh, coming up leading into like summer and um, like early fall? Like, Where do we go from here, man? So I'm gigging all the time. Um, our full band will have – we have a summer – we're calling it a, a marathon just because we liked the sports analogy. So we were at Studio House Marathon. We're going to play um, a bunch of shows from June to early September. The last one being at the Guthrie Green in Tulsa, which we're pretty, we're pretty excited about that. Um, That's 15 shows? I think we're, 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 aiming, we're aiming for that. Oh, okay. Um, but we will see. I mean, I think no matter what, the cap will be like 16. Like, we won't go any more than that. But we're, we're going to play a lot, and then in that period of time make sure this album is touched up the way we like it and hopefully hopefully get an album out by the by the end of it but it might not be until like december or so but we're not really tripping we just want to play we just want to play a lot as a group but up until then uh may 11th i'm going to be playing at or or, uh, our band is going to play at chimera in tulsa the first time we've ever played there and then I got Thelma's Peach in Tulsa. Yeah, well, yeah. Seventeenth. Yes, I'm hosting uh, Thelma's. I think it's their first open mic they've had. Which, if you're from out of town, you haven't been to Thelma's Peach, you should check it out. It's a really cool, really cool little joint. I'm hosting an open mic on May seventeenth. I wanted so, to ask too: if is the uh, the festival y'all had at the fur shop fur fest fur fest is that hmm. going to be an annual thing? I don't know. No. It's it's. I mean, everyone's doing a lot of. Everyone is so busy yeah. doing uh, all sorts <laughs> of things, whether it be musicians, venue, uh, GMs, and stuff like that. So it, it's kind of it's kind of up in the air right now. But. It it takes a lot to to pull these things off, man, and and even small putting a gig together. Like I have so much more respect for how Norman Music Festival mm-hmm. was able to be pulled off as big as that is in just doing the little bit of footwork to put a small show right. together. It's well, and the nice thing, like if, you know, the nice thing about like the, 
the music, just the music, the state of music in the the state Oklahoma altogether. It's so strong that if this festival doesn't happen again, another one will. Yeah. And those bands that you love and know will will be there. You know. Well, and it seems like now. I mean, we're we're about two years past the covid shutdown uh notice that after the, uh, initially when things came right back everything was a festival mm-hmm. and it seemed like everybody got kind of or certainly i did got wore out on Exhausted. that pretty quick yeah i mean that's a hell of a commitment to make to you know three and a half four days you know how Work, many, yeah dozens I mean, that, of bands that takes a year yeah that takes a year of planning couldn't imagine but uh, I'm I'm glad that that has kind of washed out. Now we're we're starting to see actual more uh, focused shows. Yeah, you comfortable your, work is being done. Yeah, we're not. It's not. Yeah, we're, no, not everyone's as excitable as they probably were right after <laughs> COVID. Which you know, uh, that's just the nature of things. But that's Oklahoma too. OKC and Tulsa. I mean, it's as much as people like to joke about the rivalry, it's so fucking cool that like this, the music scenes are as strong as they are in those cities. I mean, other people, I think other States are jealous. Honestly, well, I, I hope I, they are at least. I, I, I would say that I agree with no, what I'm hearing from, the, from the artists that are out there that basically they're saying, fuck them, dude. we just need some structure. That's really, I mean, right. we have the talent. We got the talent. Oh, it's here. It's here. We just need some structure. How do we break and, the bubble? Yeah. That's that's kind of that's the great quiz we're trying to figure out over here too, mm-hmm. man. Well, I'm glad you were able to make it down here, man, and I'm For glad sure. that uh, we made this connection, man. I hope if anything, maybe we can do something in the future to bring people from Tulsa to here or from us that so we can send people up there and 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 make this thing happen, man. Just grow the whole thing. I'll send some Tulsa folks your way. Oh well, hell for yeah, getting on this pod. Fucking a, man. Let's well, uh, anything else? Any other people or? companies vendors sponsors venues you want to tag we can put out there before we uh, get off here um studio house uh you can check out project records company that's my uh it's my biz my business it's just a talent booking and a recording studio kind of we got to go into depth on it but uh and yeah, my name's Carter Douglas Combs. You could find that on Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff. And all the socials. Yeah, all that shit. <laughs> you, know, you know where to find me. If you want to find me, you'll find me. Carter, thank you so much for being on the show, man. Thank you. Jonathan, if people want to help us out with the show and help keep this thing going, man, how can they do that? So the uh, Local Earshot Podcast, we are a mix of sponsorship and the value for value system. So if you want to sponsor a show, you can go and reach out to me at john at the local com or Brad on our Instagram page. And uh, we can talk about how uh, we would go about sponsoring an episode or like what if we do reads for you or whatever we would end up doing. Um, as for the three T's of the, of the value for value system, it's time, talent, and treasure. So we value everybody's time for listening. Uh, we know that there's like millions of podcasts out there. There's a lot of options. So we're glad that you guys you know, chose to listen to our show. Um, as for talent, if you're an artist and you want to be on the show, then you can reach out to me at john at the com or Brad on our Instagram page. And we can set you up to come on an episode and just talk about music. Uh, and the third T is treasure. So if you get value from our show and you want to help us out and on growing this and actually being able to put on real shows and do other things inside the music industry for everybody out here in Oklahoma, then you can uh, donate to us um, via like uh, Cash App, Venmo. Um, we take crypto. We take pretty much anything that's money. Um, and there's links on there on our website. 
that says donate. Uh, you can click on that, or you can uh, go under our link tree, and all that, all those options are listed there. So thank you for listening. All right, guys. We love you all. We'll see you all. Bye-bye.